Hey, this is Kat Kahn from Knoxville, Tennessee. And Tanya Rice from Minneapolis, Minnesota. We are grateful you've joined us. And we cannot wait to share with you the musings of a couple of yogis. We hope you learn, laugh, and enjoy. And we hope you will share with us any of your comments or questions. Without further ado, this is Two Pittas on a Pod. Hiya, Tanya. (laughs) Hiya, Kathleen. How are you? (laughs) I'm fabulous. How are you, Tanya? I'm good. Maybe a little scattered right now, but I'm good. Well, you know, it's it's that season. The little this time of the year, I think we're all just a bit scattered. Tis the season, right? It is. So what are we talking about today? We are going to talk about foot health. So we're going to talk about our feet. And we're going to talk about our feet in yoga. And, you know, you really want to make sure you take care of your feet because they carry us from point A to point B every day. But they're also the foundation of our yoga practice. They are the foundation of a lot of things. And who likes sore pups? But nobody. Mm-mm, no. So there's a thing. Right? You think about all of the sort of things that we could put our feet through. We work on them. Sometimes we work on concrete on them. Sometimes we have to wear these big boots and our feet are sweating. Sometimes we are you know, out in the elements and our toes are freezing cold. Sometimes we're at least in the yoga studio, probably barefoot and, you know, walking around and hopefully it's a clean environment and you can feel safe wherever it is you're walking barefoot. But, you know, we don't always get the opportunity to just twinkle our toes in the pool or twinkle our toes in the ocean and the sand. Most of the time, our our feet are under duress. Mm-hmm. Yep, I agree. In fact, I have to wear certain brands of shoes to keep my feet happy. And it took a lot of years to figure out what those brands were. (laughs) So, yep. We're going to talk about shoe brands and and shoe choices because I have a few favorites too. But then you also think about it from a standpoint of those of us who are, you know, into, you know, athletics and or yoga or, you know, using our feet to propel us into something different, Mm -hmm. right? And you think about like running shoes or cleats or, you know, all of the like yoga socks that are made like there is a huge industry out there for athletic footwear. Mm-hmm. I mean, well, and, and that's, and that's very telling. I mean, it, if, if no one had foot problems, there wouldn't, <laughs> there, there, that business would go under. So I would say most people I've ever talked to have at some point have issues with shoes or their feet. And sometimes it can come down just to a sim- something as simple as how do you stand? Do you stand in a neutral position? Do you, or do you shove the weight all over to one side? Because, you know, a lot of what we go through each day af- is affected by our stance. You know, if, if you have flat feet, that strain travels up to your hip joints, to your low back. And there's a lot of ways that you can even stand in mountain pose and really expand through that triangular base of your foot and pull up on those inner arches. And even just that stance can make a big difference. So a lot of people are sore feet. Oh, yeah, for sure. You can bring it up and people will be like, oh, yeah, man, I was on my feet all day yesterday. Or like I got up this morning and it was like, I just didn't even want to step out of bed. You know, like <laughs> it's, it's just that general, oh, man, these feet have to do this all over again today, mm-hmm. right? Absolutely. 
And I do talk with a lot of people who are on their feet. Like I think about in the Reiki room, the the people that are coming to see me are people who are working on their feet, whether they're nurses who are on their feet all the time, whether they're working warehouse jobs and they're on their feet all the time. Like there's that's a that's a whole thing. And so to your point, having quality footwear is is so important. And I bring this up to my students. Even a mat is footwear. And we I hadn't don't, thought about that. That is true. We don't give it credit for being exactly that. So mm -hmm. I tell students, if you are an avid runner and you're thinking about, oh, every six months I replace my shoes because I am, you know, running enough that I'm taking down the tread, you know, that I know I need to replace my shoes every six months. The true statement would be if you are an avid yogi and you're doing yoga regularly, you ought to be replacing your yoga mat every six months as well. Wow. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. So when's the last time? Very very interesting. When's the last time you replaced your yoga mat? You know, I almost always replace mine about every four or five months. Yeah. But the one I have now, I've had for a little while because yeah. it's just gotten cozy, like yeah. a cozy pair of slippers. <laughs> <laughs> right? Exactly. Well, so, but there's a lot to be said for the breakdown of the material, right? And whether or not it's providing you adequate support. But then, you know, you talk about shoes and do your shoes have adequate arch support? Are your shoes providing you comfort while you're working? Are they too big? Are they too small? Are they the right temperature? Are your feet getting ventilation? Are they overheating? Like there's a lot that goes into considering quality footwear. Yep. What's your favorite brand of shoes? Well, I have a couple. I probably wear Birkenstocks the most to include. I just got a great pair of Birkenstocks wedge boots that are adorable. I've got the, you know, the regular Birkenstocks that we think of with the hippy dippies from the 60s, 70s. But I also have just Birkenstocks that look like regular shoes that are really cute. I also have some dance goes, which I'm wearing today. I love all birds. I really like the way they breathe and they are made of wool. And the ones that I really love that I just very seldom ever splurge on are Naotes and this is an Israeli brand and they fit my arch perfect. So I got I have four favorite brands, but those are really of those those are about the only brands of shoes I wear. I guess running shoes, I wear Brooks Ghost. Yeah. So those five different brands, and that's about it for me. How about you? Yeah. So for running shoes or tennis shoes, I'm a Saucony mm -hmm. because it has the right arch for me. But I agree with you on Birkenstocks. The other brand of shoes that I like to use are the Vionics because they uh -huh. have a built-in orthotic in them. Mm -hmm. And that's important for me. I have to have solid arch support. If I don't, I get fasciitis mm -hmm. pretty bad, like where I will be walking through my house and not be comfortable yeah. just on my own floors. And so I actually wear house shoes, which I love. And they're, I don't even know the brand of these guys, but they're, <laughs> they're like, they're like a Birkenstock too. But like, even mm -hmm. my sandals are Vionic sandals with an arch mm -hmm. in them. Like there is, there is no time or place for sore feet. Well, and you get what you pay for when it comes to shoes. I find that, you know, if you buy inexpensive shoes, they don't last as long. You know, most of my Birkenstocks I've had for years. My Danskos I've had for years. Uh, now, the running shoes, no, you got to replace those every six months. But the other, if you buy good shoes, you're really investing in your foot health. Yeah, you know? 100%. And, 
You can look at the bottom of your shoes also and just check to see how you walk. See if you're walking in a normal gait because you can, and if you're not sure how to analyze it, if you go to a place like, do you guys have fleet feet? We uh, don't have fleet feet, but we do have like the running shop and stuff Mm -hmm. and they'll do a gait analysis for you. Mm -hmm. Like they'll put you on the treadmill and they'll do a gait analysis. I'm, I'm I'm a pronator and I know that that's why my arches suffer, but yeah. And it's, it's just it's so important like and even if you're like well I have all these shoes and I'm not going to just throw them all out you can buy arch support mm-hmm. Birken, Birkenstocks actually makes an arch insert mm-hmm. that are phenomenal so you can actually take those real cute dressy shoes you bought 15 years ago but that make your feet hurt and throw <laughs> and throw a pair of Birkenstocks arch mm-hmm. supports in them and still wear them mm-hmm. there I have another brand of arch supports that I really like it's called PCS Soul and I really mm-hmm. love those and you can actually get the depth of arch that you need. Mm-hmm. So if you've had a foot analysis, you can have somebody also measure for you the depth of the arch that you need. And you'll find it's just so it's night and day difference. Now, I'm not going to say that they won't hurt because the first when I got my first orthotics, it took me a few days, like maybe even a week before I was like, oh my gosh, I don't know if I can do these orthotics. But mm-hmm. once my feet got used to it, then I was like, oh, I could go forever now. Like, right. And mm-hmm. now if I don't have them, I'm like, uh, uh, I don't, <laughs> don't want to move. Yeah. 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 You know, one thing as far as yoga goes, working on any balancing poses can definitely help not only strengthen your ankles, but the arch. And I've st- suffered with plantar fasciitis as well in the past. And as soon as it flares, that's probably why you and I both wear Birkenstocks because of that, because yeah. that, that will cure that stuff. But a yoga practice, I have found people that have come and told me that they came because, you know, they couldn't do weightlifting anymore, or they came because they needed stress relief. They came for different reasons, but they said, you know, what's funny, my feet don't hurt anymore. But you know, the way that we work the body on the yoga mat helps strengthen our feet help strengthen our feet in ways that really not many other things do. There's also so many great postures that will just stretch your feet. Mm -hmm. So when you're thinking about, oh, like I really need to just stretch the soles of my feet, you think about down dog, you think about even in cat cow, just rolling your toes under and leaning back into your heels and really stretching all the fascia on the bottom side of the feet. Like there's so much that you can do that is, you know, more than like what you're saying with the structure of the ankle and the alignment of the arch, but it's really just about, we don't don't spend enough time stretching those tiny muscles in our feet mm-hmm. we don't think about them we don't give no. them enough credit no. and so yeah that's it's just yoga is so fantastic for your feet and then if you throw in you know the ayurvedic morning practice or evening practice of abhyanga or or massage but self-massaging your feet at night and you know maybe spending a little time pressing the spot in the ball mound which is your you know k1 point and really working your feet over is really really just such great stuff. Like I use coconut oil, a mixture with lavender and grapefruit and turmeric for any inflammation. And it, I just love it. Like every night mm-hmm. I'm rubbing my feet, I'm oiling them up. I go to bed, I put my feet <laughs> in my bed and you know, it's just always that way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. One thing I do at the end of some classes, I have people bring their socks to their mat and I'll have them do a self massage of their feet and have them interlace their fingers between their toes 
toes because especially women, we squeeze our we squeeze our feet into these little bitty toe boxes. Now you and I don't because the shoes we wear have nice wide toe boxes, but <laughs> <laughs> but most women will cram their feet in there. So when people first start doing that, they're like, oh, ow, that kind of almost hurts. But once they get used to it and get used to giving your feet, because our feet weren't made to be crammed in little. So taking your foot massage a step further, I would encourage people to try to interlace their fingers through their toes gently. Don't don't hurt yourself, but gently. And it's such a nice release for your feet. Spreading your toes, squeezing mm-hmm. your toes, spreading your toes, squeezing your toes. And then the another one that you could take, I love lacing the fingers. Like that's great. Then the other would be like taking your thumb finger and your pointer finger and just gently pinching the skin between each toe, mm-hmm. the little web between each toe, what we in energy medicine call clearing the gates. Hmm. And that's also phenomenal too. Just I to- will try that next time. Just to get some great circulation going through, but also just to clear out any negative grounding energy and to just build positive grounding. So what would be your favorite? I mean, what comes to mind for me would be peppermint, but what would be your favorite oil to mix with? I mean, your essential oil to mix with a carrier oil to massage into feet. So it depends on the time of day. Mm -hmm. So totally like in the morning, I would use something heating and something energizing, you know, a mixture of wild orange and peppermint, maybe in the evening using something that's a little bit more calming, like lavender, juniper berry, you know, and just, you know, playing around with both ends of the spectrum. Mm -hmm. You know, if you're doing something midday, like in a yoga class using doTERRA makes an oil called Aroma Touch, which is specific for massage, that might be quite lovely. Uh, Yeah, I mean, there's probably a thousand choices. Uh, You know, another pose that I do like, uh, I know I keep sprinkling yoga pose is in here, but I do like for feet is a wide-legged forward fold because it's such a nice way to fold your body, release the back body, and really spend some time focusing on your feet because you're bending down easily and looking at them. So you can really focus on driving those front two corners and the heel evenly into the floor. And you can picture any negativity leaving. You can literally watch your push that out of your body into uh, the floor. And, and it's just a nice way. And also using peace fingers around the big toes to go to that wide-legged forward fold, but take it up into a monkey from there. And it just feels nice. When we do like balancing bear and we use peace fingers around the big toes, I do always remind people not to pull back on the toes, but to actively push the toes into the finger. So if you do try that wide-legged forward fold and peace finger at the big toe, make sure you're pushing the big toe down, not pulling it back. The other is just in general, like thinking about any of your postures where you can also elevate your feet to take some of the the weight out of your feet, we'll say, like Mm -hmm. flipping your body upside down or doing legs up the wall or shoulder stand, a headstand, which is, you know, so phenomenal for circulation for your feet because you're, you know, quite literally reversing the effect of the heart and just allowing that blood flow to naturally flow back. Also super great for your circulation, any inflammation, any edema that you might have in your feet. Also great. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, and I guess we don't mention that enough. I don't, people know, because I talk about circulation and inversions, but I don't guess I ever really mentioned foot health as much to them in that. So I'll, I will sprinkle that in my morning class tomorrow. Right. So some, some other yoga benefits for your feet are th- some things that you need to pay attention to when you're in a yoga class is your alignment, because it really starts, as we mentioned at the beginning of the podcast, it starts at the floor at your feet as the foundation. So if your body is out of whack, if you're in a warrior two and your knees all moving toward the midline, it's going to affect your feet as well. You know, so creating that firm foundation and then layering it up, that that will help tremendously in your yoga practice. And thinking about your foot as I've been talking about that triangle, but a lot of time I, when I'm talking to people in class, I tell them the four corners of their feet. So they're not, so they're thinking about the two front corners, the two back corners. And a lot of times for me, envisioning it that way, it helps people to create a more solid foundation. And I always tell people to press their feet firmly into the floor. And when I first say that, I always feel like every time I've said it for years and years and years, but always sounds stupid. I mean, you're standing up. How much firmer can you press? But what I really literally mean is for for people to engage all the muscles in their lower body and drive the energy out through their feet. And it makes a difference in the way you stand. It doesn't have to just be in your yoga class. If you're standing in line at the grocery store, stand in a perfect mountain pose and check in with your feet, you know, align your body. And focus on your arches. You know, people don't even realize how much control they have over their arches. Mm-hmm. Really, mm-hmm. you know, actively trying to lift your toes and engage those arches is so, so critical. Yeah, because when you when you ground through those four corners of your feet, the muscles of your feet strengthen and they engage. And that in turn affects the muscles of the ankle, the lower leg, the knee, the thigh, and it helps them engage evenly and create that foundation. So you really want to think about planting everything and rooting yourself down. And I know you remind people all the time to root down into the poses and spread those toes. How many times do you people see people on the mat with a, you know, Vulcan death grip with their toes on the mat? You know, and I I do watch that a lot in my class. And if I see a couple of people doing that, I'll stick them in some pose, warrior one, and then I'll have them close their eyes and breathe. And I'll say, all right, now release that death grip on the mat with your toes. And almost everyone, even the people that didn't have a death grip, you see their toes relax. <laughs> yep. <laughs> it's, I'm like, it's just so funny. If your toes are white, this is a sign you're <laughs> ripping your mat. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And if you've got tension there in your feet, where else are you freaking holding it in your body? Yeah. More than likely, if you're doing the death grip, uh, for, well, first off, it doesn't help you balance more. Mm-hmm. In Warrior 3, death grip is going to make it worse. But if you're gripping like that, your jaw is clenched, your hands are clenched, your face is frozen and distorted. So starting at the bottom and releasing it and moving your body up and really actively relaxing every part, but not letting it just flop, relaxing it and keeping it strong and planted. Yeah. Something else is definitely tense. You're not wrong. (laughs) You're not wrong. (laughs) No. So true. Foot health, so important. Take care of your feet, everybody. Give them some love. That means not just when you're doing yoga, which it is super important to do yoga for foot health and to give your feet love, but try it and make a practice of it every day. Mm -hmm. Every day, give your feet some lotion, some oil, whatever it is. Before you go to bed, rub your feet.
feet. Mm-hmm. Wiggle those toes. Yep. <laughs> Do the work. You can't go wrong. Perfect. I'm Kat Kahn. And I'm Tanya Rice. And this is Two Pittas on a Pod signing off. Thank you for listening to Two Pittas on a Pod. We're grateful you joined us. Join us again for more musings of a couple of yogis. We hope you learned, laughed, and enjoyed this podcast. And we hope you will share your comments or questions. Email us at twopittasonapod at gmail.com. And like us on Facebook and Instagram at twopittasonapod.